Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to our special presentation on learning to trade any market. Before we get going, let's just quickly go over our disclaimer material. You know the presentation is for educational purposes only. We're not broker deals or financial advisors, not making any specific trade recommendations. Also, please be aware your risk of trading options is substantial, and please make sure you are aware of all your risks prior to placing any trades. Also note that if we show any trades and the results of the presentation, please consider them to be hypothetical computer simulated trades and results. They would be believed to be as accurately represented as possible. Keep in mind live results can vary from simulated results for many different reasons. All right, so learn to trade any market. If you're new to us, uh, let me just introduce myself quickly and Stephen as well. So uh, my name is John Locke. I'm a trading performance wealth and success coach at LockingYourSuccess.com. I'm here with our senior options mentor and trainer, Stephen Hammett. And together, we're here to help guide you along the path to financial freedom through complex options trading. Well, hello, Stephen. Since you're here, we might as well say hello. Hi, John. Good to be here. Awesome. Yes, I'm excited today about this presentation here and sharing this information. So let's move on here. Topics for today. Stephen and I are going to talk about several things. Um, first, I'm going to talk for a little bit, the journey to becoming a consistently profitable trader. We're going to talk about the realizations that you must accept. You must be aware of them and accept them before you will become a consistently profitable trader long-term. I'm going to discuss reasons why many people lose when trading great trades, while at the same time you see these great traders who are profitable trading virtually anything. We'll talk about the critical information and processes that are needed to become a great trader. And then we're going to talk about where we, you can find more information if this topic is of interest to you, which if you're going to be a full-time trader or plan on retiring from trading or whatever, this should be of great interest to you. So uh, let me start. And then we'll bring Stephen in a little bit later. And also on our way too, as, as we're going along here, feel free to put questions and comments into the chat. Uh, you may want to put them so they're available to everyone if you want everybody to see them. I think default might be just to the presenters. So you can do that and make sure they're available to everyone. Any questions will be answered at the end of the presentation. We do have one question in the forum that we can address. Let's get moving here. So I don't know where you are in your trading journey. I have no way of knowing that for most of you. But what I do know from over a decade of training traders is that on the path to becoming a consistently profitable trader, there are several truths or realizations of truths that have to happen before a trader gets to the point where they can become truly successful over these longer periods of time. Now, if you're anything like me or Steven or virtually anyone else on the planet who's trying to master this business of trading, at some point you had a desire, you wanted to be a trader. At the time, being naive, as we all are when we start out trading, even myself, right? I was very naive at the start, you likely went searching for an indicator or a trading style or a trading strategy where you could simply follow this strategy and win virtually all the time. And this, doing this, right, this process is completely normal. It's normal because we're all human. And when something is new to us, we simply don't know what we don't know about what's going on. And since we don't know this being the case, you know, how do we start? Well, we usually start by finding someone that appears to be successful and copying them. We find stuff on YouTube, we look for trades, we look for indicators, we take classes, read books, and we try to emulate what we see. This being the case, most of us start by copying other people, people who we perceive to be successful, which may or may not actually be true, 
but we'll save that discussion for another webinar. But regardless, the ability to copy the right people can be a wonderful thing because by doing so, we can bypass years of learning, of trial and error, and we can often get to this base level of competency much faster than we could if we we're trying to, you know, say reinvent the wheel, for example. This being the case, copying can be, it can be a great start for a beginner. Be aware, however, there's also a point in your development in which copying becomes extremely detrimental to your progress. In fact, you know, I found over the years that copying is the root cause of many of the common problems that Stephen and I see are more moderately experienced traders facing on a daily basis. So to clarify, by copying, we can bypass a lot of trial and error, which is good, but at the same time, it becomes extremely detrimental, I found, over time. Because while you're copying, at the same time you're doing that, you're also missing out on critical lessons and understandings as well as some very important realizations and experiences that are critical to understand in order to become a truly confident, consistently profitable trader. So let's talk about copying and we'll talk about bypassing experience with a real example. Have you ever watched the show Dancing with the Stars? They take people who don't know how to dance and they pair them up with these experts where the expert bypasses the normal learning process, which normally takes years, right? It takes years of practice and work to become a really good dancer. And it teaches this novice to do various dance routines in a very short amount of time where they can perform those routines usually pretty well in front of a judge, right? If you've ever actually seen that show and you saw these novices dancing, they tend to do really well. In fact, to the audience, and sometimes when I'm watching, they look like professional dancers. So allow me to propose to you a few questions about that, that type of a situation. Did these novice dancers learn anything about dancing through the process of learning and performing the routines? And I would say absolutely, right? They certainly learned some things about dancing. But what did they learn? The reality is that they learned just enough to look good doing a specific routine with a specific person under very specific conditions. Okay. But did these people actually become professional dancers? For example, let's say they did a performance of the waltz for the show. Could they now go out to a dance hall, randomly pick a partner to some random song and dance skillfully? To that song. And the answer to that is I can guarantee you that for any of the dancers who could not dance before the performance, they can't do it after the performance either. Right? The answer is an emphatic no. So, next question Did these people become competent dancers? Did this experience turn them into fully competent dancers? Whether they could go out and listen to a random piece of music, decide what dance is appropriate for that music? And dance to that music, maybe not wonderfully, maybe not professionally, but, but just comfortably at a competent level with just about anybody. Could they do that? And again, I can tell you from a similar experience, the answer is no. In fact, I did a demonstration show for a dance. I went out and we danced this routine in front of a crowd and we did pretty good. 
if you ask me today to dance the waltz with somebody, do a random song, I can't do it. I don't have the skills to do it. I know the routine, or at least I knew the routine. Over time, I even forgot that, but I couldn't do it, right? I knew the moves for that routine for that song. That's all I knew. So it doesn't help if you didn't have the knowledge ahead of time to do it. What about the professional that trained this dancer? Could the professional dancer go out and dance with a random person to a random song without a previously practiced routine? Could he do that and look good, right? Absolutely anytime, anywhere, without even the smallest concern, that person could certainly do that. Realize that there is a huge, monumental difference between a dancer and someone who copies someone to perform a specific routine. My point being, you will learn things by copying people, and you may even become maybe somewhat competent by copying people, but you're never, ever going to get to the high level of competence that you need to be a great, skillful trader simply by copying somebody. It's just not going to happen. In trading, copying comes in the form of finding and following other people's trade rules or trying to trade exactly like someone else and focusing on results rather than learning the trade. The wonderful thing about today, our modern society, and it's much easier to do when I started trading, is that anyone can go on YouTube. Anyone can find someone who's made money or at least appears to make money with a special indicator or a trade over a certain period of time or in a back test or something like that. In other words, virtually anyone with minimal experience and knowledge can back test or copy whatever this other person is doing. Anyone can find us many sets of trading rules and trade them. You can put on a great performance, but only if the conditions around the performance meet very specific requirements. Realize that following rules does not make you a competent trader any more than learning a set of dance moves for demonstration makes someone a competent dancer. But what copying can do is copying makes it extremely easy to help you fool yourself into thinking that you're at a much higher level of competence than you actually are, particularly if you hit a streak of good performance. And when that happens, when we believe we're much more competent than we are in a particular area, especially in trading where finances are involved, that's when we're likely to get into a lot of trouble. So with traders, we see this in the form of trading much larger and often at a much higher complexity level than traders should be doing based on their skill level and their experience. We see sporadic performance. We see wildly fluctuating confidence levels based off of short-term results. And sadly, we even see blown out accounts from this process. And in addition to these challenges, we're in a business where things are changing rapidly. By the time you find somebody who's been winning with a trade or an indicator, and then you prove to yourself that it wins you know, virtually all the time, you implement it, and then you finally scale it up to a size where you're going to be able to trade with. By the time that happens, much of the time, the trade drops off its winning cycle, 
and you've lost money, right? Many of you have probably experienced this before. Many of you have experienced finding the trade, the trade, where you find it, you back test it, you test it live, finally gain, gain enough confidence to scale up and only to have your confidence crushed with a big loss down the road at some point. And what do most traders do when that happens? Well, sadly, most traders repeat the very same mistake over and over and over again, often for years and sadly, sometimes for decades. So with this approach to trading, it's no wonder that so many traders feel frustrated, scared, and inadequate when they trade. Now, if this scenario sounds even somewhat familiar to you, it's time that you make a change and finally gain the knowledge, information, experience you need to take your trading to the next level. Realize that a competent trader may utilize trading rules, but he doesn't require those rules in order to be profitable because he knows that the rules which will be profitable in the future are going to be different with future changes in the marketplace than they are today. Understand that a highly skilled profitable trader would never base his confidence level heavily on past results of a trade. That's what amateurs do. In our dance example, the amateur dancers who put on a glorious performance must memorize specific moves they must memorize specific sequences and timing to a specific song in order to look competent. The amateur's confidence comes from memorizing moves and sequences and hoping nothing goes wrong or changes, because if it does, there's going to be a problem, right? Things are going to fall apart. A truly skilled and competent dancer, on the other hand, has no such need of that, because the truly skilled and competent can look good dancing to any song doing any moves that he knows in any order. His confidence does not come from memorizing sequences because he understands his surroundings and he can adapt to them on the fly. A truly skilled and competent trader does the same thing. His confidence comes from his ability to fully understand the market he's trading and his ability to effectively apply his many skills, which he should have developed to that market. And this, my friends, is what I am all about. This is what Locking Your Success is all about. We are here to create knowledgeable, competent, professional traders who make money confidently and consistently in any market by understanding their surroundings and effectively applying the proper skills to those surroundings. Naturally, learning to do this is a process that requires much more involvement than learning a bunch of trades or watching videos. But you know, as you're going to find out, the investment in yourself and going through the process is phenomenal. So the question becomes, how do we get traders to this level of performance? Well, we have multiple approaches depending on the trader's needs. But in a nutshell, we do this through multiple avenues, including our proven trader success blueprint, highly effective memberships, insightful one-on-one -on -one coaching, and transformational advanced level programs and workshops. And one of those workshops that we have is called the Ultimate Income Trader. This is the most powerful and comprehensive workshop available anywhere from anyone for identifying and adapting income trading to changing conditions, period. Today, 
what we want to do is we want to share some of the game-changing lessons, and particularly Stephen's going to share some of these lessons as well that he's gained from the Ultimate Income Trader. And uh, with that, I would like to welcome Stephen on. Hello, Stephen. Hello, John. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks for that introduction, John. It's it, interesting that how most trader education, regardless of the product or the strategy, right, is based around following someone, mimicking someone. And, you know, let's face it, a lot of what we're talking about is, is alert services, which ultimately just creates crutches. And when you take the dance partner and the particular type of dance away from them, they can't do it. That same thing in trading. You know, if you're if you want this to be more than a hobby, a legitimate business, whether it's a side business or full time, you know, you've got to develop the skills on your own. Got to go out on your own. And so I I attended this workshop live in Boston. So I'm you know, I look at it from the student perspective at that time and now as a coach and I wanted to share with you guys some of the information and the tools and the processes that you really need that you can learn from this program to become that that master trader. And so this is the point of the whole the whole program, right? To move away from copying someone or following someone and being dependent. That's a that's a terrible dependency in almost any form is is not positive, but in trading it's it's gonna end bad. <laughs> Let's just put it that way if you're dependent on somebody else for your success. So you know, ultimately, what is a master? What the point of this program is to uh, is to strive to become a master trader. You know, what does that really mean? And it really comes down to being able to trade through any market condition. And anybody that's been in front of the screens or at least followed the markets since the COVID crash or just before the COVID crash knows that markets can change and change quite drastically and change not only in price action but implied volatility terms in ways that we never could have imagined. Like you know, John and I sat here in 2019 and you think of all the different conditions and combinations of, you know, bear market, bull market, sideways market, flat skew, steep skew, high IV, low IV. Well, we didn't predict what came after the pandemic, right? So, but we had the skills to adapt to that. So that's what it's really all about. And you're learning about markets and master trader learns about markets and not just a set of trade rules. Master trader learns how options positions actually react in different and changing market environments, right? So just because you have a butterfly at a certain DTE in one market doesn't mean it's going to react with an up move the same it would in a different market. We have to understand that and understand that no, ultimately no trade works every time in all markets. It's kind of that holy grail that we all tend to... Uh, hear about it just it, it's the holy grail is adaptability and confidence in your process so that's what that's what this program does is strive to give you the 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 tools and the information to be that elite trader i just wanted to touch on some of the high level learnings that i gleaned from the program and then there's, and then i'll drill down into five of them but the, the number one is learning to be adaptable and when we say that we mean you know when you have a certain market, it's like John says, you have a certain market and the trade is having success. Well, it's having success not because of the tr- trade and the trade strategies and the rule set. It's having success because it's aligned 
with what the market is doing at the time. In other words, they're congruent. So, you know, if I'm in a delta neutral trade and the market's not moving much, I'm going to be successful, generally speaking. When that changes, I need to, the market changes in the environment. It's not only the price action, but the applied volatility as well. I need the ability to change with that market. And so this is going to give you the tools to be able to do that. And, you know, at the base of it all, you really need to understand how we make money. And I've got some specifics on that. What really drives gains and losses in our trades? And it's not just we're, you know, we're theta traders. That's, that's a misnomer. We need to have a deeper understanding there. You know, the two biggest tools that we always teach is particularly in our pro membership as subjective traders is the ability to have implied volatility analysis and technical analysis and combine those two skills to create and develop trade plans. And that can be as simple as when I enter a standard trade, whether it's some people may be familiar with, with the trades that we have here, and it doesn't have to necessarily be John's trades, but like the M3, for instance, is a 56-day trade. But if you understand the environment that we're in, you might enter it with less DTE, like 30 DTE. Uh, you might enter it with more. You might enter at the bottom of a range, or you might avoid entering at the top of the range. You may have a different adjustment strategy. All these things come together and give you the ability to adapt what market's in front of you. The other thing is that the program really emphasizes is open up your minds to some different possibilities. You know, you could trade negative data trades. You could trade positive Vega trades. There's no universal rule out there that says if we're, you know, delta neutral traders, income traders, that we always have to have positive theta or negative Vega. It was a really neat exercise. I believe it took either half day or whole day session where John broke us all up into teams prior to the event to develop different trades, a creative trade, a full plan based on what we see in the market, you know, back in time. And then we would present that. And it really took the top off, so to speak, in terms of realizing that it's really limitless what you could do, but still have structure around it, still have a point around it and still have a baseline with what you're doing with your trades and not get boxed in with whatever person you've been following or whatever rule set you've been doing. And, oh, I can't deviate outside of that. Now, having said that, there was also, you know, learning options in this style of trading, which could be characterized as complex campaign style options trading, but it's also about sticking to simplicity. You know, we don't just adding complexity, John and I talked about this today, adding complexity and stress and maybe suffering through gamma. um, That's not a requirement to success. You know, the guy that back tests the most is not going to be necessarily the best trader. You know, the person that that's very counterintuitive in trading uh, to some degree, you certainly have to put in the hard yards up front, but the most complex trade plan with all the indicators and all this other stuff is usually not the best path. And so after you've understood the more complex concepts around trading in this style, you really realize that the simpler is the better. And then taking this all together and creating trade plans for a specific environment and visualizing what that looks like. And I have a slide that is a screenshot from the program itself. We'll kind of give you guys a peek into what that looks like. And then, you know, ultimately this all 
leads you to becoming a subjective trader and have a deeper understanding of the tools that's required to do that, which I just I just touched on. Now, if you're not going to take the plunge, as it were, to understand these things, you're ultimately going to succumb to what we call fear-based trading. And fear-based trading is like in John's example, you're trading a trade, a rule set, maybe it's somebody's other trade or it's an alert service and it, it, it goes on a little win streak, you increase your size and you lose you know, half your winnings in one trade. And then it, it just starts to cascade. And that fear-based trading is always going to be sort of over your shoulder if you are unable to develop the skills to be adaptable. Absolutely. Okay. So let me go, let me drill down into quickly into, and I'm not going to read every word on every slide, but I want to move some of this material and I'm sure hopefully it will spark some conversation and some questions, but of the five big takeaways from the program, you know, number one really for me was the adaptability of being an adaptable trader and move away from this repetitive straight trackers. Like, you know, market does X, I do Y, market does Y, I do X. Those are good. We need to do that in the beginning. We need to be competent and consistent guidelines traders. But once we have that down, then we need to be able to graduate away from that and develop that ability to, to say, what market environment am I in? And it's more than just, oh, we're bullish, we're bearish. You know, let's- right. Stephen, yeah, just, to, just yeah. as a note to that, right? So a lot of people take that generality of market environment, but realistically, we're trading at what is 15, 20, 30, 60 day period. And yep. You can be in a bullish market environment and experience timing sequences when a bullish market environment will take a, a standardly bullish trade and make that a almost a stupid trade to enter, mm-hmm. right? Depending on what's going on, it's the same thing for a bearish yeah. or a volatile or non-volatile environment. And uh, you know, understanding the the specifics, getting away from these generalities, is going to help people a right. lot. Right, and understanding yeah. your time frame, which I think is what you're touch, touching on. You know, you, if you pull yeah. back on a monthly chart, we're in a screaming bull market. You look mm-hmm. at a weekly chart, we're in a pullback in a, in a bull market. You look at a, a daily chart, you might say that we're in a downtrend. So you know, it's important to be able to at least identify that on that level, but then also from an options market level, what market are we in? And that's what we're talking about, skew, and, I'll dig, and that's number two here, right? So in the context of, you know, are we making higher highs and higher lows, which would be, you know, uptrending price action, as it were, then what is implied volatility and implied volatility skew telling me? And how can I take advantage of that? There's huge market generated information that comes from that. And then I think John, you know, that's really one of the big differentiators in his teachings and his styles, being able to use that information. You know, a lot of people say, what's going on in the options market? And they might just say, oh, well, the implied volatility is high and there's a lot of open interest at this strike. So that means the market's going there. And then that's just way oversimplifying. And really, I don't think there's any meaning to that. But I can tell you, we can look at standard butterfly prices at 56 days. And I can tell you a heck of a lot about what's going on in the market and without even looking at a chart. And from that, right? I take the first two, and then I can build a market story from this information the market's giving me, and then apply a trade that fits that story. And be prepared to adjust out of that story if the story changes, if I get new information that comes in from the market. Yeah, see, that's, um, you know, I think a lot of people think when they start talking about technical analysis and so forth, is that we're trying to predict something. Right. And we're not really trying to predict something we should be aware of as traders if we're trading mm-hmm. the market. We should be aware of what the market should do based on the information we have and understand when things change. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, 
paint by numbers trades gives you paint by numbers results. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, right. that's just not lasting. And along with what John's saying right there, you know, I just want to let you guys know, you know, somebody might say, well, how, you know, other than, you know, I can look at IV skew curves, which we, John, we go into as yeah. far as you want to on that in this program. But there are also what bubbles up from that is to be able to say, you know, I need to, if I can look at a baseline butterfly price, you know, a butterfly, symmetrical butterfly that's just under the money at the same DTE and monitor those prices, monitor the, the delta of that butterfly over time, you know, month to month, I'm cataloging. Yeah. And where the peak of that T plus zero line and the shape of that T plus zero line is, I don't need to look at a chart. I don't need to look at the news. I could have been in a cave for two years and I can tell you very accurately what type of market we're in, whether there's a lot of uncertainty, no uncertainty, it's bullish, it's bearish. That is what the option market is, is telling you. And that's what it's speaking to you about what's happening in the market. Yeah, I don't know if, if that was on this program or not, but uh, you know, you know, we've done that before in our live events where we just look at, oh yeah, the analytical graph. We don't look at a chart at all, and we can pretty much have a good yeah. idea where the price is going. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I think I think it was the ultimate income trader. It may have been another trader transformation. Somebody would John would say, hey, somebody shout out a date, and I'll tell you. I'm just going to look model up a butterfly price, and I'll tell you what was going on in the market. You know, within within reason in terms of the price action and what's happening, and the accuracy is really amazing. And you know, ultimately, th what this adaptability does is it bridges the gap from being a guidelines only trader or a rules based trader, however you want to look at it, into becoming a discretionary slash subjective trader, which is you know, graduating. Which is what our... you need to do if you want to improve your profitability and consistency. Yeah, really. exactly. So this is the program that takes you from the rules based to the discretionary or subjective trader. So the number two high level takeaways, you know, what are we really trading? Are we trading theta? No, you know, there's not a, this, this is the one that I, I think this was you, John, that said this, you know, there's a lot of people at one time used to sell premium and that's another sort of misnomer. I mean, those, those are accurate words, but those are derivatives of what we're really doing. Right. But they would say, uh -huh. say, you know, I'm going to sell premium on Friday and then on Monday, I'm going to close it out for a game because I'm getting that weekend theta. So, you know, there's no theta gremlin that comes into your account over the weekend and puts that $1.85 of premium that you sold on Friday into your account. It's just, that's not what you're trading. You're not trading some mathematical calculation on your broker platform that says how much theta is in the trade, right? We make money through the collective market participants level of uncertainty, and that's expressed through implied volatility. So we're digging a little deeper here, right? In Absolutely. the end, we make money when the historical vol, historical volatility, or the, or the realized volatility is less than the implied. Mm -hmm. Period. And yeah. so again, we're still in a derivative form, right? So yeah. or or we're correct directionally, one or the other. So two or we're correct directionally, yes. Thank right. you. So ultimately, the implied volatility, the theta, which is a measurement of that is ultimately derived from emotions, the market's emotions. And those emotions are fear and greed. And let me, let me show you a pyramid, a thought pyramid of, of the derivation of where that comes from. You know, a lot of people say, well, we're selling premium, we're selling premium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But ultimately from a deeper understanding that that's not really actionable as it were, or where, you know, we're, we're 
We're trading theta decay. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. We're trading implied volatility. Now we're getting somewhere. Where is implied volatility? It's a measurement of the demand for options, particular strikes, you know, in the money, out of the money, whatever. That 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 all tells us something. What drives the demand for those options? It's the collective motions of the market participants, which is boils down to two things: fear, fear and greed. You know, and fear is fear of losing, fear of missing out, fear of, you know, whatever you want to put it on. And then of course, greed, and we all know about that. So ultimately, you know, the easy structure I like to look at is other than the directionality that John mentioned is, you know, we're, what we're trading is, is, is when options are overpriced for what happens in reality or what, what we realize of going forward on a historical volatility. Basis. That's our edge from a flat Delta standpoint. That is our edge right there. So, yeah. In a nutshell. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and you know, that's important to understand. So people say, well, yeah, well, that's great. When I say, but you know, it, you can't just walk around saying I'm theta traders and go vol volatility hunting and just selling volatility. Then, you know, you're, you, that's not what you're initially well, trading. You can do that, but you're understand. not going to be successful in the long term. Yeah. So yeah. You can do anything you want. Process. Sure. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So the third big takeaway, let's dig in a little bit here on implied volatility skew and technical analysis, which are the two, two pretty big pieces of the whole thing. You know, right. This is the most comprehensive program you will see on implied volatility yeah. skew, implied volatility analysis, skew analysis, and technical analysis. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, this just peels back the onion as deep and as far as you want to go with reading skew curves and then determining sort of the actionable information for that. And I touched on that a little bit before is you, know, you could take the skew curves and read the skew curves and or you can look at butterfly price and the other things that we talked about and glean some incredibly rich information about how you're going to structure your trades and how you're going to approach your strategies. Um, and that's what, right. you know, this sort of fourth dimension, if you will, talks about, but that's a combination of those things. And I'll show you a quick example a little later in the slides of, you know, an Actually, output of this understanding. Yeah, Actually, yeah. Before you go, let me just yeah. quickly uh, talk about the program here, and then um, then you can go to do the rest sure. of your spot. And then we'll do questions and answers and stuff. Sounds that good. Sounds good. Let me just share my screen quickly, and I'll tell you guys just just about what we got going on here for a promotion. So, who's going to benefit most from the Ultimate Income Trader Workshop? This is not a beginner's level program. This is an advanced, intermediate, advanced level program. So, you would you would want to be trading for a while, and you you want to be trading like butterflies and condors and that type of uh, positions. Uh, would have some time under your belt doing those. So, it's for those those levels will benefit most from the workshop. I think what's in it. Will be beneficial to anybody, but to be for it to become actionable for you, you're going to need to have a little bit of experience. It's a must-have for anyone trading serious money with complex options spreads. Anyone considering modifying income trades through volatility analysis or technical analysis or through news analysis, we should take a look at this program. And anyone adding subjectivity to income trades in really in any way. So, the ultimate income trader workshop. The content summary of what we have in there is we, we start out, we have a four-part technical analysis primer, and then we have the recording of the two-day live seminar uh, in the workshop where we cover understanding why income trading works, in-depth lessons on implied volatility, what it is, how it affects your profitability, what drives your implied volatility. We talk about the psychology of the market, who are the major market participants, how do they think and feel, what are they going to do or what are they likely to do, what should they, how to best utilize them based on a specific situation, how to 
predict changes in implied volatility, how implied volatility affects the reliability of your analytical model predictions. Right? A lot of us rely on an analytical model and, and implied volatility affects the predictions on how, as far as how accurate they may or may not be and how you should alter your trading rules and decisions based off of that. Uh, interpreting what implied volatility skews telling you based off your T plus zero line. How to identify changes in the market and adapting to them. How to properly uh, interpret and identify risk. Uh, negotiating orders and trade execution. Comprehensive market al- analysis, right? So we have the basic technical analysis primer, and then we go into more comprehensive market analysis. Uh, interpreting market psychology based on horizontal and vertical skew curves, and then comparing them to technicals and news. Okay, so all these come together to give you a whole story, as Stephen was talking about earlier, a story of what's going on in the marketplace, how to analyze the market through cross-index analysis on multiple timeframes. So when we do technical analysis, there's multiple timeframes you should be looking at, and you should be comparing the indexes to one another to see how they're trading um, versus one another. And we talk about trade planning. So anybody who's heard about the legendary M21 program, this is the M21 program essentially on steroids, right? So anything that's included in the M21 program is here, with the exception of we do not utilize the M3, the bearish butterfly, and the rock in this program uh, to make the examples. We're using more broken wing butterfly longer term to make the examples. But realistically, the information contained in there is applicable across all types of income trades. But we have the trade planning. Customizing trade entries, customizing exits and adjustments based on your charting, implied volatility, and the news situation. We also have many shared experiences uh, from traders. We have, you know, trades. We have, have advice from top students. Right? So we have our highly successful top students who were speaking there as well. And then we, uh, you know, one of the big things about the program is the workshop. The workshop time we put together, and, and Stephen alluded that at one point, but they. they the traders had missions, right? In other words, we had different teams and they and they created trades for certain environments and um, they had to do a full trade plan, you know, analyze the market situation and, and make, you know, decisions based on what was going on, create a trading plan and then trade the plan and see how it worked out. And then we did, after the program, after everything was done, they did all that work. We did trade debriefs in a separate section of the program um, afterwards, and uh, talked about you know where were the good decisions, where were the bad decisions, you know what were some of the things we should have considered, and, and just a whole bunch of other stuff that is um, just fantastic learning when it comes to this type of style of trading. So it's all about uncovering the secrets of adapting to the market, regardless of the type of trading you do. So that is what the program is all about. That's a, a wonderful program for that purpose. So this program is normally 19.95. Our non-member price is $100 discount at 18.95. Our gold members are going to be 16.95, and our pro members are going to save $500 at 14.95. And we're going to have that for a limited time. And I didn't actually go to our website, but you can go to our website, LockingYourSuccess.com. Where to go here, right? So you can come here, trading courses. This is a trading performance course. There's not trades per se in there. It's about adapting to the marketplace based on what you know, but it's right in here and you can just click your membership level and uh, and you can go hit the appropriate button and get it there. And where you can go into the community and you can uh, just go into your discounts and it'll show up there as well. Okay, so with that, I'm gonna pass this back over to you, Stephen. Okay, so 
what I wanted to do. So let me kind of reset the stage. So through this, we're going to understand implied volatility, how different, how structures react to different environments, right? So let me show you a quick example of what that might look like. So this is the M3 strategy, which anybody that's followed John for any amount of time, we know this is sort of the OG trade. It's the original trade. Um, and the question, let's say that you're in this trade, here are the short strikes, right? The shorts are at 1930. The mark, market's almost hundred points below that right here. So the question becomes, do I roll this back? And the answer is, if you understand the market, if you understand what this position is saying, and then you know how to read the position properly, the answer is emphatically no. This trade is not in trouble. So you can see that even though we're well below the shorts, the T plus zero line is extremely flat. The delta is very flat. You only have a delta of 13. And mind you, we have 20 butterflies with a ratio of, of one to 20. in this particular position, standard position is one call to 10 butterflies. So that there's a lot of information packed in there. If you were to take this position in 2017, there's no, you would probably be max lost out. Very, very different. Now, had you told in 2017, somebody just wrote in there, said in there, when did you record this program? Doesn't matter. John can tell you the year. I don't, I don't, I don't know when, but the, but the, but I, I think what they're driving at is things have changed. Yeah, they have. And in, and during that program, if you would have told John, hey, we're going to have this pandemic and SKU is going to go flat for two years straight and the markets are going to scream higher and they're going to uh, for a year and a half and then they're going to go into drawdown. And I would say, well, we've never seen that, but I've got the skill set. I know the adaptability. I know or I have the skills to be adaptable. I know how these positions react. Doesn't matter if I haven't envisioned what market we're in. And this is what this is. If you would have said, let me just further the example. Right. This, you would is, have said, this is timeless. It's timeless. This is timeless. Exactly. It's timeless. If you would have mentioned this scenario right here, 100 points under the short, still flat, delta is almost flat, no risk, no significant risk to the downside, position up money, we'd be like, so what are you talking about? That's, we've never seen that. Certainly it's possible. Uh, very unlikely, blah, blah, blah. Right. Doesn't you can't matter if you, can't, you can't experience that through backtesting, right? So right. when That's something like point. 2020 happens, you can't experience that through backtesting. It's never happened before. So right. you have to know what you're doing to adapt to it. Right. And I did that in our memberships, right? Immediately yeah. I adapted the trades. We lost analytical software, right? That software blew up essentially during the COVID yeah. crash. So we had yeah. an analytical software problem and we had a, a market doing something it's never done before in the past ever, right? right? right. And with that, we were able to just know what was going on, understand, and say, let's make these adaptations to the trading and we should do fine. And we did. Because we understood. Year. Yeah, because we understood how to properly re read implied volatility skew and read the positions. And so back to this, you know, that you wouldn't roll this position back. And, and, and the point of you know, make it real simple is you don't want to get whipsawed. If I roll this position back and then the market takes off after a big drop, now the position is going to be hurt. So I stay here. I let the market do what it's going to do down here. If it continues down, then you know I can make the decision I need to roll back or not and mitigate risk. Otherwise, I'm going to wait for it to bounce and come right back into the tent and I have a much higher probability position. But to answer that person's question, and, and um, we did this program in Boston in 2018, I believe is right, John. It was in the summer. I, um, Sherry, Sherry have to post. Sherry yeah. Have to post. So that that's when we did it. 
And again, you know, that may or may not be what your question was was saying, but I wanted to definitely emphasize because I can understand where you're coming from. Is this stuff still relevant? And the answer is absolutely. It is timeless information. Right. Right. Uh, definitely want to know that. Right. Yeah. So the fourth takeaway, opening up our mind to all the different kinds of possibilities. You know, I mentioned earlier how sometimes we can get stuck in, you know, this is the recipe or the instruction set that I've gotten from someone else. And it's got to be positive data and it's got to be negative Vega. And, you know, with our analytical software that we use now, most of our positions, not most of them, but some of our positions like the M3 will hit positive Vega, positive Vega, according to the model. But we understand that that's really not telling us, that's really not accurate and it's really not relevant to what's happening in the position. But if you don't understand the software and the positions, you're not going to, you're not going to interpret that correctly. And you're going to start making adjustments where you don't need to. And we also have some situations, we have negative theta in the position in the model. But if again, you know, if you're, if you understand the positions, if you're under the tent or near the front of the tent, that necessarily is going to be a problem. I'm speaking generally now, but, um, and that kind of gets into the, one of John's favorite pet peeve talk topics is people getting overly dependent on the analytical software. You know, that can't, that can be kind of that professional dancer crutch dancing with the stars as well. Right. You know, you don't, you, that's just a tool. Yeah. You're not analytical. gospel. It's a tool and it's kind of a sloppy tool at that, right? It's making predictions on multiple levels with with complex calculations. It really, it can't make because it doesn't know the one wild wow factor. And that is the implied volatility. It's a, it's it's a wild card. So, right. Right. So exactly. So you you guys could kind of read through some of this, but ultimately the workshop component, every team had a a color name. We were on the pink team and (laughs) we constructed a trade that was predicated on John's principles and style, but we certainly was very different and more aggressive in some aspects than what we'd ever really allowed ourselves to think about. You know, we're always like flat T plus zero line, butterfly into the market, you know, can't be too much risk to the upside, can't be too much just to the downside, so on and so forth. And we kind of threw all that out the window and came up with something very different on a trade that had a planned capital of $25,000, made 28% return on planned capital with this style of trading that's quite high. And all it required was some understanding, some trade planning up front. And I'll show you a screenshot of that later. But that, again, that opened but, our but, mind but, up to but, what but, was but really imagine, possible. But, imagine if you did a trade to make money instead of worrying about how much study you had. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. We, we yeah. tend to get guilty as charged too. We get myopic on the wrong things, you know, like how much data is in the trade and we're, and things like that. So now this is a skew chart from the analytical software that we use, which is Option Net Explorer. And this SKU chart, uh, you know, you see tons of those in, these in the programs. And John will show you how, you know, to properly read these, to properly interpret it, think about the call side SKU, the put side SKU, how we can combine that, how, how can they be expressed in a position that captures both sides of the SKU, so on and so forth, and really digs deep as far as you want to go with this kind of material, which I think is one of a kind. And then the fifth topic that I wanted to touch on is that what I brought up earlier is even though a lot of this stuff, well, it is complex in the beginning, just like anything that you want to, any endeavor that, that you want to find success in, it's going to be, there's going to be some complexity, right? When you don't know, you don't know what you don't know, but once you've internalized this information, then it becomes this movement to simplicity. You're getting aligned with the market. 
visualizing what's ha- what what can happen in the in the marketplace and what's the simplest thing I can do to get the position in a posture where it can win but not put me at risk. And John touched on this this point here earlier, right? So when we use technical analysis, we're not clairvoyance, we're not predicting or forecasting. We but we do have market expectations. Right. So we can we can set our market expectations of what should happen based on a certain pattern in the market. When that doesn't happen or the market does opposite of our expectations, that's market generated information. That's very powerful. And John is truly right. Drill into this to people. It's not, oh, the market didn't go here. So I'm wrong. No, it's the market didn't go here. So it's probably going to go this other place very aggressively with speed. Now, how do I address that? That's the that's it takes a little bit of reframing uh, as it comes to technical analysis to be able to be able to harness it. So you know, yeah. you could be just because the market's effective. going down doesn't mean it's bearish, and just because it's yeah. going up doesn't mean it's bullish. It's, and you could be bullish just, pullbacks, and there's bearish. <laughs> yeah, and you could be just as effective with your technical analysis when the market does roughly or precisely what you expect. You could be just as powerful when it doesn't do it at all. Because that tells you a lot. You know, at the end of the day, once you've done your trade planning, you understand how these positions operate. It's just about executing. You know, trading should be somewhat boring, right? You, these kind of trades are designed to ripen on the vine, as it were, and not over-adjust them and, and, you know, muck around with them and tweak and do this. And I'll roll one vertical here and there just to make myself feel good. You know, once you have your plan and your understanding, just execute, man. Just do it. <laughs> And I got a great slide after this one, so I won't. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but you know, I want to drive home this point of visualizing what's going to happen in the trade. You know, we talk about a, a lot of life coaches and performance coaches, and certainly uh, professional athletes. You know, use visualization and mindfulness and self awareness. You can apply this to your trade planning, right? So visualize what the campaign's going to look like. You know, not only what you'd like it to do, but what it might do and then if those expectations aren't met what what will that look like and how you might treat uh the attack the trade or deal with the trade as it were and and you want to do as much of that planning up front and certainly you're not going to catch every single scenario like you know february 15th 2020 we didn't know two weeks later the market was going to drop 35 percent you know, I, I didn't capture that in my plan. I'm sorry, sue me. Well, you know, yeah, you but, but that's okay. Your, right. You didn't capture it in your plan, but the thing is you knew the market was doing something outside of something you conceived it might do. Yeah. And oh, by the way, we did see changes in T plus zero lines and and where the butterflies were peaking beforehand. So there were clues to tip to tip mm-hmm. off what was coming in the market, that there was a, a, a huge wave of uncertainty coming. As that goes to back to, oh, I visualize this this price movement. I visualize what implied volatility in my profit and loss and my T plus zero should look like. It doesn't look like that. Oh, right. That's interesting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And this was kind of un- unintentional, but this t- ties in with John's analogy, right? So when the market deviates from our plan, we can still dance with the market. Just because it falls out of plan, you know, when our, our preconceived uh, constructed plan. It doesn't mean that it's like game over. We we dance with what the market is doing. And so let me show you what our team did. Our team was tasked with, John gave us a, a date 
uh, in time. I believe this was 2014, if memory serves. It certainly must have been a while ago. This was when Russell was around 900. And he just basically says, you know, make an assessment of what's happening in the market, create a trade that best utilizes the information that you can glean from the marketplace. And this is what we came up with. Now, you're like, wait, you just had a slide five seconds ago, Stephen, they're talking about simplicity. And this is the busiest slide I've ever seen. <laughs> hold on, hold, bear with me, right? So once we've done our technical analysis and we've done our implied volatility analysis, we've constructed a trade. And this is simply, for those of you who haven't seen a risk graph, this is what this, this um, inventory of options creates this risk graph and this solid line here that I'm tracing is the expiration line. And then these dotted lines are simply the T plus N or the T plus zero, T plus five, the shape of the risk profile as we go in time day by day. So let's simplify that. And then we've just marked on here what's happening in the chart. So for instance, blue line is major support. So we put our tent, the bulk of our capital behind that. So if it breaks, we have some defenses. We have an area we can make some money, uh, assuming that the market's not going too fast and we don't have too much of an abrupt uh, implied volatility increase or change in skew. And then we've marked uh, what, what this level means to us and what this level means here and what we might need to do to the trade. And as you can see, this trade as it gets in this part is, um, believe that falls into negative theta, uh, positive vega territory, but right. it's not flat T plus zero line, like I showed you earlier, like an M3, but this is designed to take advantage of a different scenario. So while this looks complex, once you've hit the go button and entered the trade, it's simple. I'm following my plan. I have it sketched out. Now I'm just executing. And that's where that simplicity comes into place. Yeah. And you know, people might say, hey, I'm negative theta or whatever. But the, the reality is, is, you know, you play a game of chess, you, you have some pawns that you throw in there, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, plan on, you plan on losing some pawns. So, I mean, yeah. you, you just, I mean, you have this larger scale plan and you watch how it plays out and you have various, you have a plan for each way it might play out. Yeah. 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 And this is not to suggest that the, it, you're, you need to plan things out like this. It's just, just an example of, of some structure planning, some visualization. You know, your subjective trading could be just as simple as I like the M3, it handles down, aggressive downside and upside moves quite well. Uh, maybe it doesn't do uh, this, you know, as great if the market just stalls, but that's not the market I'm in. And my subjectivity is going to be. I want to enter at a certain place on the, uh, relative to the price action and a certain DTE, boom. And then from there, I'm trading it by the rules. That could be your level of subjectivity. Right. But Absolutely. you're not going to be able to even do that level of subjectivity without the understanding of what's going well, on in the not market effectively. as it relates to skew. Right. Yeah, yeah, not effectively. So last slide, and we'll hit questions. This is, is true. reiterate what John was saying earlier. What is the ultimate income trader? Got to be adaptable. Use your emotions to your advantage. Emotions is not something we suppress and run away from. We're humans, but we can reframe and flip them into uh, working for us and not against us. The ultimate income trader or the elite trader enters when others are afraid and exits when things appear to be going well. You, know, it's kind of, you, you start to see that when you start to have contrarian behaviors to how you were when you were a beginner, 
you know you've made a lot of progress as a trader. <laughs> yeah, you, have you a, know, a lot of yeah. times I'm entering trades and hitting the market big when the, when yeah. you see on the Skype groups that, oh my goodness, I'm happy out of the market. It still calms down. It's like, no, oh, that's when you hit the market big. <laughs> you have yeah. to have the confidence to do that. Yeah, exactly. That's where your money's made. Yeah. Exactly. And having that confidence comes from being able to lean on a process, make a plan, practice a plan, execute the plan, uh, debrief that plan, improve it, adapt it, and then come back and, and do it again. And it's kind of that circle of process improvement. So um, if, if nothing else, you guys, you guys, you need to debrief, properly debrief your trades or yeah. properly review your trades, not based yeah. on whether they won or lost, but based on the quality of decisions you made with what the information right. you had at the time. That's where you're going to make your biggest improvements as a trader. It's not going to be through finding another trade, I guarantee you. Right. So that's what I have for slides, John. And if we want to tackle some of these questions. Sure, sure. So it. yeah, Amber just was asking about this. So I mean, Amber wants to see you bust a move in your dance. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Huh? Performance. Uh, Alexander, what about if somebody decides to trade multiple uncorrelated binary style options, trading strategies? Can he be successful long term? Here's a funny thing, right? You can be successful long term simply by buying the S&P 500 and doing nothing. Mm -hmm. It really isn't that hard to be, make money over time. It, it really isn't. So, um, yeah. you know, all you're doing by doing multiple styles is you're cutting off your gains when you could win and you're cutting off your loses when you could lose. And overall, you end up with pretty much crappy results where you're probably not even going to outperform the market if you just bought the S&P 500. You know, is it possible there? Yes. And, you know, JJ says, I guess so if there's a valid and reliable edge. But yes, valid and reliable edges change. And that's the biggest thing that you need to understand. Right. The edge you have today is not going to be the edge that's present tomorrow. It might be present tomorrow, but at some point that edge is going to go away. It's going to change. It may get better. It may get worse. But that is going to happen. Randomly just throwing money at everything is... It, you know, doing 12 trades is not going to make you more money than doing one trade effectively. Matter of fact, you're, you're much you're going to make much more money, much more consistently doing one trade effectively, one trading style effectively, than going into a bunch of assets randomly and hoping that they offset each other. Yeah, and just to be specific about Alexander's question, he's talking about uncorrelated binary style options. And I know there isn't there an actually binary product out there. I don't know. If oh, that's there is. Exactly yeah. Yeah, you're referring to, but when I hear the word uncorrelated, that really sends my antenna up because when when the market participants flee, everything's they correlated. flee everything. Yeah. Everything is correlated. It's all the same market now. Certainly to different degrees. Absolutely, I'm talking about in the extreme. When uh, let me give you an example. So if the S is hitting the fan and uh, a big institutional trader is getting a margin call and they have a big winner and say their futures goal position that's un supposedly uncorrelated to their huge position in uh, aerospace stocks, they're selling that goal position to cover the margin call on the equity position. So they're right. correlated. I don't, I don't want anybody, to, that, that's a very, that's not a, that's not the best way to frame things. That get you in trouble. Well, you yeah, then you have the real estate market and you have the stock market, right? You say they're uncorrelated, yeah. and a lot of times they are. But uh -huh. in 2008, they weren't. 
Sometimes they're not, right? So that speaks right. to cycles, right? Right. And then we have the bond market and the stock market, which are supposed to be uncorrelated or, or cor reverse correlation on them, right? And they right. both went down with this last down move. Yeah. So we just be right. careful with that. Yeah. Right. So so there is really nothing that's completely uncorrelated. Or yeah. you can't depend on it to do the opposite just because it's not correlated. Right. And it looks like Alan had asked a question, you know, how long ago was this recorded? And Alan, I, I, I didn't mean to pick on you or anything earlier, but uh, just I don't, to, Sherry, I don't know if Sherry jumped on that or not, but it's, I'm trying yeah. to remember what, what year we did Boston. I, I think it was 2018. It was, it was it probably 18. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. And the bigger point there is, is, you know, you say, well, would you add anything or refresh anything from that program? You know, really, it's just, just it really it validated all the principles, right? That this new sort of regime we're in, uh, price action and, and implied volatility skew regime we're in, it validated all those principles were, were correct and valid. It's timeless. And it does change the way you approach trading, right? The way we trade our trade. So, right. um, you know, if we it were does. to do that program today. Yeah, I mean, there might be some examples that we'd have that we might do differently, yeah. right? But the, all the principles and concepts are there 100%. And and as Stephen said, this recent, well, even really since the program was developed, all the changes in the marketplace have done nothing but confirm what we've talked about. Right. Right. Exactly. So, yes. So that was the other question here that I had too, is can you explain the pros and cons of going out 20 to 60 days on spreads? It seems to me that doing a trade the week of expiration would be safer. That was the other thing. Okay. I don't know if you have any comments on that, Stephen. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, you know, as it is with anything, and it, it depends. It depends on your right. objective. It depends on your read on the market. It depends on where we are in the market. And I know, you know, you, you can only put so much detail in a question and, and it probably exactly. tends to be generalized. But, you know, it, it just really depends. Yeah, I mean, you've got people trade zero DT trades with success. Well, now, yeah, especially nowadays, right? Yeah. You can do that. But it's, you know. It's kind of like asking the question, you know, if we're walking down a sidewalk at nighttime, is it better to walk on the, you know, if two yeah. people, is it better to walk on the outside or the inside? It's like, well, it yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it just, right. you know, to kind of what, start off. What's general, your objectives? You know, what are you trying to protect you know, yourself from? Yeah. What's your objectives and what are you trying to achieve? What's the market environment? What's what's the climate, you know, of the situation and what's the context? You know, what's the narrative? And, you know, just. You know, right off the bat, expiration week means lots of gamma. It yeah. means probably, you know, and I don't know if, is he talking about when he says spreads, I'm going to assume vertical spreads, we're going to have really crappy risk reward ratio, right? So you sell a 10 wide um, right, for right. two bucks. So you're risking eight to make Unless two. you're in the money, right? So one of the, well, one yeah. of the advantages, right? It depends on what size gun you carry. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah a good, exactly. that's a great quote too. Yeah. So um, yeah, right. Depends on how you size things. I mean, if you're sizing responsibly, neither one of them is safer or less safe. But one of the things to realize is, you know, for example, if you take a look at our Super Bowl trade, we do 65 days to expiration and zero days to expiration. That trade wins 94% of the time if you just randomly put it on at the, at the date every single time with no technical analysis or market analysis whatsoever. It, it, it's, it's profitable 94% of the time. That doesn't mean you win money because you have risk reward ratios and average wins and average losses, but 94% of the time it wins, right? If you take that same strategy and do it 30 days to expiration, it doesn't have anywhere near that high a win rate. It's, it gets down to somewhere in the 
in the sixty uh, percent range, and if you do it on a weekly basis, it has a uh, more of a fifty percent ish win rate. Right. So the time allows you time for your your thesis to work out. In other words, I have to be much more if I have a stopout point, I have to be much more precise in the amount of time in my directional call, right? Because because vertical is a directional trade. So I have to be much more precise if I'm closer to expiration, where if I'm further from expiration, I can withstand more time and more usually more dollar market move against me. Or I have to force myself out of if I'm depending on limits and how I'm trading it. That's the whole other thing. You know, where are you trading? Mm -hmm. Trading out of the money, trading in the money, trading at the money. Um, you know, what, what kind of risk reward ratio are you throw on on? The vertical spread, there's just so many variables. And again, this comes from being newer, right? And not knowing what you don't know. Right. Yeah. It, Right. I mean, how, how do you know? There's so many things that you could do. And, you know, at that at that point, when you're at that point in your career, yeah, sure. You copy someone, you know, you mm -hmm. take a take something like a bull trade and do a bull trade for a while. And then you kind of get an understanding yeah. of it. And you have new insights and you gain, you know, and, and then from there you can do like a Super Bowl trade. What's the difference? And, you know, yeah. start to understand that type of stuff. And then from there, you can start to make more intelligent decisions. Yeah. And then just to dig a little deeper with it, you know, it depends on what kind of expectancy you want, right? I mean, we all want positive expectancy, but that's, you know, that's driven by win rate. So if you go to John's point, 60 days out on say the Super Bowl, my win rate's gonna be a lot higher. When I start going 30 days, my win, rate's gonna, win rate is gonna drop. But I also need to look at, you know, what does that do to the size of the losses and the size of the winners? So right. um, it's difficult Everything, to say. You know, everything's not win rate. And this is the, yeah. one of the first things that you, everybody needs to understand. I know people who win 20% of the time who win money consistently on a yeah. monthly or yearly basis. Right. Right. They win 20% of the time. And I know people who win 95, 96% of the time who lose money. Right. Because your, your loss size and win size are, are uh, very different. Right. Right. They're out of line. So, you know, you have to find the right balance for you as a trader on you know your loss size, your win size, how often you need to win, and so forth. If you win, if you need to win ninety percent of the time, you have a psychological issue going on with trading. Yeah, I'm sorry, that's the way it is. You know, yeah. If you if you're that risk averse, you're not going to make it as a trader. You can't you can't be effective and win consistently mm -hmm. a large amount of money if your win rates that if you, if you require a win rate that high. Overall, yeah, you're going to lose. And if you get it, you're trading a blow up strategy. You're probably going to blow up. Yeah, and the the most Wildly successful day traders have win rates south of fifty percent. I'd say forty to fifty percent win rates. Yeah, I know a guy. With and I'm talking guys that make five figures money. a day. Right, right. Losers are tiny. Their winners are huge. Because when they're right, they're right. Right. So there's a lot of different ways you can trade. Is is our point? Yeah. Um, and a lot of different ways to be effective. And you're not going to be most profitable winning most of the time. That's not going to be your most profitable play. Exactly. So, so yeah, so we, we just need to keep that in mind, you know, as, as traders and um, anyway, that's what we have. So that's any other any questions. Other, that's all we have for questions. And, and okay. um, yeah, let me just run through this again. We'll talk to you yeah. quickly about the program and then we will close this thing up. Who will this benefit most uh, from the ultimate income trader workshop? It's going to be our intermediate to advanced level income traders. Again, if you're a beginner, it's going to be too high level for you. It doesn't mean you can't get a lot of great insights. Um, that you might want to know, but you're not going to be able to implement them until you're intermediate to advanced levels. 
is a must-have for anyone trading serious money with complex option spreads, anyone considering modifying income trades through volatility analysis, technical analysis, or through news analysis, and anyone adding subjectivity to income trades in any way. If you're going to add subjectivity, you might as well do it effectively. Most people do it off of fear and greed. You want to do it off of information. So if you're doing that, this is going to be a great benefit to you. Uh, we have a four-part technical analysis primer, a recording of our two-day live seminar workshop, understanding why income trading works, in-depth lessons on implied volatility, drivers of implied volatility, talk about the psychology of the market, the Greeks, how to interpret them, how to best utilize them, depending on the situation, how to predict implied volatility changes, how implied volatility affects the reliability of your analytical model predictions and how you should alter your trading due to those changes, Interpreting what implied volatility skew is telling you based off the T plus zero line, how to identify changes in the market and adapting to them, how to properly interpret and identify risk, negotiating orders and trade execution, comprehensive market analysis, interpreting market psychology based on horizontal vertical IV skew curves, and then comparing them to technicals and news, analyzing the market through cross-index analysis on multiple timeframes, uh, trade planning, Customizing trade entries, exits, adjustments based on charting, implied volatility, and news consideration. And of course, you get the shared experiences of the group there and the workshop uh, information and the trades that they developed and the trade debrief process that we go through. So all great, fantastic things, uh, especially in these three mission debriefs. That in itself is, is worth the price of admission, so to speak. Normally $19.95. Non-members, $18.95. Go-members, $16.95. Pro-members, uh, only $14.95. And to get there, again, if you are a member, you can sign into the forum. You can go to your discounts. Pro-members, for example, uh, discounts. And then you can get that there. Or you can just go to lockinyoursuccess.com, which is the primary site and look for trading courses, trading performance courses, Ultimate Income Trader Workshop, and you will get the same information there. And that's what we have. I thank everybody for joining us today. Thank you, Stephen, for your great presentation as well. Thanks, John. And, uh, and you know, trade well, everybody. I hope that you've got a lot of great information today, and I hope it's gonna be helpful to you when you're trading, whether you get the program or join us or not. Other than that, again, trade well, we wish you luck, and Hope to see you in the near future.